Hi, this is Todd, and it's time for another edition of Spending Singles on this Sunday morning. And I believe we left off um, July of 1981, and the first week I'm going to talk about, it was July 11th, 1981, and they had six songs coming in the top 40, so it was a pretty busy week that week. So we'll talk about it. And the first song I'm going to talk about was from a country artist who was having really good success at this point. Ronnie Millsap, it's called No Getting Over Me. It was came in at 32, we got all the way to number five, which was a big, big hit for him. And I liked the song a lot because it was in my vocal range and I could sing it a lot. And I remember singing it when it was out. And it was his biggest hit, as it turned out, on the pop charts. And that's uh, No Getting Over Me by Ronnie Millsap. No picture sleeve with that one. And it was on the RCA label with the RCA sleeve. Not a valuable or hard record to find since it was such a big hit. Next song I'm going to talk about is, is a song you still hear on the radio a lot today, but this was the first time it was released. And I'm talking about Phil Collins with In the Air Tonight. And when it fir- was first released, it was it was pretty, pretty unique because it had that big drum break in the middle of it. And it came in at 33. We go to number 19. And I always thought it should have gotten a lot higher considering how much airplay that song got. But it was released with a picture sleeve. And the picture sleeve is rather hard to find just shows a picture of his face on the cover and some writing on the back. And it's a black and white sleeve. You don't see it that often. And I'd say it's a 10 to $15 sleeve if you can find it in good shape. The record itself on Atlantic is not that expensive because it was a pretty big hit. But it was released again three years later, and we'll talk about that. It bubbled under in 1984 from the Miami Vice soundtrack. And today you still hear it all the time, so you think it was a huge hit. But it really wasn't. It only made it to number 19. Probably one of his signature songs, though. Next song I'm going to talk about was probably my favorite from the group itself, and I'm talking about the Commodores. It came in at 35, and we'll go to number eight. And it was a big, big song for them. It's called Lady, You Bring Me Up. It's a great dance, very positive, uplifting song. Heard it on the radio a lot around here and did not have a picture sleeve and um, not a particularly valuable 45. It's on the Motown label. And I believe it was from the the album in the pocket. And um, like I said, the Commodore is probably one of my favorites. Lady, you bring me up. Uh, Next song that come in was another huge hit for the time period. It was by the rock group Foreigner. And it was their first release off of Foreigner 4. It's called Urgent. And it came in at 37. We go to number four. And it does have a picture sleeve. And it's not a valuable or hard record to find because it was such a big, big hit. And I remember hearing it all over the place on the radio, and you still hear it today. The thing about this song is, in the middle, there's a saxophone solo, and the saxophone is done by Junior Walker. And he was a big, big saxophone player back in the late 60s, early 70s. And I heard the other day that he did that solo in one cut. They liked it so much, he did it one time, and they took it, which is kind of unusual. Usually they make people play stuff over and over. But that was how good he was, and that's Urgent by Foreigner. And this week had some really unique songs to come in. And the next one was was probably the most unique song. Um, had some unique lyrics. And I'd never heard of this guy. His name was Frankie Smith. And the song was called Double Dutch Bus. And it came in at 38. We go to number 30. And the song was very associated with jump roping. And it was big in this area. It was released on a 12-inch single as well. And I believe the 12-inch single went gold. But this is the 45 version. It's on the WMOT label. 
which was basically a soul label with a lot of soul artists on it. But a very unique song, Double Dutch Bus, heard it a lot on the radio when it was out. Nowadays, you don't hear it much anymore. It's considered more like a novelty song. But the song itself, if it's in good shape, is probably worth about five bucks. And no picture sleeve with that one. And the last song I'm going to talk about that debuted that week was probably my favorite, of uh, again, from the whole group. It was called the Greg Kin Band. It was their first release that hit the top 40. It's called the Breakup Song, and um, that was never really sung in the song. You probably know it as they don't write them much anymore, and it was on the Berserky label, which is yellow with a yellow sleeve. And the song had a picture sleeve, which was kind of cool because it shows a girl sitting at a soda fountain um, holding a ring with a milkshake in front of her, and it's green and purple, and you don't see the sleeve much anymore. The sleeve's probably a $10 sleeve. The record, probably three to four. But the song is very recognizable. Still hear it today. And it would go to number 15, so it was a pretty big hit for them. And I liked it so much, it was number one on my countdown as well. So that's the Greg Kin Band and the Breakup Song. Which brings us to the next week in July. And we're moving seven days into the future, which brings us to the 18th. And the first song I'm going to talk about was a huge number one song. It was a duet by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie called Endless Love. It was a ballad. It came in at 38. And then we go to number one and spend nine weeks up there, which was a very long time back then. It tied uh, Betty Davis' eyes was up there for that long, too. And the song was about it. It was okay. I mean, I was young, and it really didn't mean a lot to me. It was from that movie with Brooke Shields. Don't think I ever saw the movie. Um, on Motown with no picture sleeve and uh, not a valuable record since it was such a big hit. The next song to come in, I remember a lot because it was very hot outside, and I just remember hearing the song. It was by an artist named Jim Steinman, so I really didn't know who he was until he was associated with Meatloaf, and he had produced a lot of his records, and the song sounded a lot like a Meatloaf song. It's called Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. And it came in at 39, did not go very high at all on the top 40, but it's on the Cleveland International label. And it did have a picture sleeve, which is kind of hard to find. It just shows a picture of Jim on the cover. And the sleeve is probably about a $10 sleeve. The record itself is kind of hard to find too because it's associated with meatloaf. So I'd say it's 5 to $6. Kind of a unique song. Had a choral, acapella choral uh, part in it too, which you usually don't hear on a rock song. Uh, the next song to come in that week was the uh, lowest song to come in at number 40, and that's as high as it got. And it was a very funky song by Rick James called Give It To Me Baby. And uh, I remember hearing it. Um, it was very, very funky and danceable. One of my favorites by him, and that's as high as it got, was number 40. It's on the Gordy label. And um, not a lot to say about this song. It was from Street Songs, which was the same album as Super Freak but it was one of his best off that album. And the only other song I'm going to talk about that week uh, was a Hot 100 hit, and it came in at number 82 and would go to 67, I believe, and it was a follow-up to the medley by Stars on 45, and it was simply called Medley 2, and it was another medley of more Beatles songs, and it started off with Good Day Sunshine on the radio label, and um, like I said before, the medley started this huge medley craze, so you still had medley songs for the next couple of years popping up all over the place. And this was the follow-up and did not get a lot of airplay. And I got it because it was such a novelty sounding song, not a valuable record at all. 
which brings us to the last week in uh, July of 1981. And the first song I'm going to talk about was, um, I believe, the last top 40 hit for Pablo Cruz. And they were they were mellowing out on this song. It's called Cool Love. And you hear it a lot on yacht rock stations and AC stations. And it's a ballad. It came in at 34. We're going to number 13. So it was a pretty big hit for them. And um, it's on the A&M label from the album Reflector and did not have a picture sleeve. And you still hear it from time to time but not one of my favorites, and it's just um, not a lot to say about that one. The next song to come in, again, another country song, and this was their first, I believe their first top 40. Um, came in at 39, we go to number 20, so it's called Feel So Right by Alabama, and they were probably the most popular country group at the time in the early 80s. And this is a crossover song, kind of a ballad, but a very nice sounding ballad. And if you listen to it, it could be a pop song, um, not really too countryfied, as they said about that one. It's on the RCA label and it, and um, did not have a picture sleeve with the RCA sleeve. And Alabama's records are not very valuable. They're probably 2 to $3 a piece. Um, and those are the only two that made the top 40 that week. The next three songs I'm going to talk about were Hot 100 songs that I thought I wanted to mention. The first one came in at number 85, and it was... Um, a soundtrack song from the movie called Heavy Metal. And it was an animated film, which was kind of unusual about rock and roll back then. And the soundtrack brings a lot of money nowadays because it's got a lot of decent songs on it. And this was the title song called Heavy Metal by Don Felder. And Don Felder was a rock and roll uh, singer who played with the Eagles. And this was probably his best well-known song. It uh, peaked at number 43. So it just missed the top 40 and um it did have a picture sleeve and it shows a picture of the heavy metal soundtrack and kind of a weird little creature on the front with a woman riding it and uh, the same sleeve was used for devos working in a coal mine which is coming up but that's don felder and heavy metal uh next song i'm going to talk about was the last hot 100 hit for the pure prairie league and at that time vince gill was still singing lead and it's called Your Mind Tonight, and it's a pretty obscure record, hard to find. It's kind of a mid-tempo record. Went to number 68 on the Hot 100. It's on the Casablanca label. And to this day, I've not been able to find a stock copy of this. I only have a promo copy. So it's kind of hard to find. Um, I'm sure I'll find it sooner or later. just haven't found it yet. And that's the Pure Prairie League, Your Mind Tonight. And speaking of medleys, as I said, once the door was open, we had all these medley songs. And the next one to come in at number 90 was on the label by the Cantina Band. And they were known from Star Wars um, when Star Wars put out their music. But this was uh, the Cantina Band featuring Lou Christie. And Lou Christie does all the vocals on these songs. It's basically called Summer 81. And it's a bunch of summer songs medley. And Lou Christie, of course, was a big singer from the 60s and early 70s. And this song came in at 90 and would go to 81. So it only spent a few uh, weeks on the Hot 100. It's on the Millennium label. And a stock copy of this is kind of hard to find. I mean, you can find promos, but a stock copy, I would say it's about $5 if you can find it. And that's the Cantina Band with Summer 81. So that brings us to the first week in August of um, 1981. And it was a very, very busy week. I count eight new songs on the top 40. 
So that's a lot of songs for one week. That's almost a fourth of the chart that turned over. And um, the first song I'm going to talk about was probably my favorite song ever by this group. It's, it's by Journey, and it's called Who's Crying Now? It came in at 30. We go to number four. And um, a great, great song. I love the music behind this song. It was from the album Escape. And it did have a picture sleeve, and it shows the cover of the album. And then Who's Crying Now? And a picture of the group on the back. And to this day, whenever I hear this song, I think, wow, this is my favorite song by them. It's a great song. Um, and not a valuable record. Journey records are not that valuable, with one exception. And that's Don't Stop Believing, because it's um, used for so many different things. That's got a little bit more value. But this one, probably about a $4 record with the sleeve. Next song to come in was a um, song by Pat Benatar. At the time, the first single off her album, Precious Time, it was called Fire and Ice, and it came in at 31 and would go to 17, so pretty big hit for her, and it did have a picture sleeve. It shows her on the cover on a staircase, and Chrysalis was still her label at this point, and it's a, a decent mid-tempo rock song, and uh, not a song you hear too much anymore. You heard it when it came out, but not not lately, but um, not a bad song by Pat Denatar, and um, not a very valuable record by her at all. Next song I'm going to talk about was the only top 40 hit from a guy called Robbie Patton, and I'd never heard of him, and it came in at 34. It would only go to 26 nationally. It's called Don't Give It Up, and I heard it a lot around this area, so much so I thought it was a much bigger hit than it was. Um, it's on the Liberty label. Never knew much about him, and a couple years later he did a song with Stevie Nicks on it, so he must have known her for some reason. But this song was his own. And um, Don't Give It Up by Robbie Patton. Um, kind of a one-hit wonder, as you say. Next song I'm going to talk about um, was by a soul artist, Stacey Lattisaw, and she's local around this area. And this is another ballad. It's a follow-up to um, Let Me Be Your Angel. And this is a, actually a cover song, Love on a Two-Way Street, was actually done by The Moments back in the 70s. And this was her version of it on the Cotillion label, and it would make it to number 26 and came in at 36. So um, same uh, peaking point as Robbie Patton. Not a big, big hit. Heard it every once in a while and nothing that you hear today, really. But that's Stady C. Lattisaw. Not a valuable record at all and no picture sleeve. So the next song I'm going to talk about was a um, not a one-hit wonder, but I'd never heard of them before. And they only had another one or two hits after this. Came in at 37. I'm talking about the tubes. And it's called Don't Want to Wait Anymore. Kind of a slow rock ballad. And it came in at 37. Would only go to 35. So it was only on the charts a couple weeks. And the picture sleeve was kind of interesting. I saw it and I'm like, well, what's the point of this? But it shows a picture of a tube on it. Or like a plumbing piece. It was just kind of weird. So I'm not sure why they did that. But I thought that was funny. And uh, not a valuable record or a hard picture sleeve to find at this point. Next song to come in, obviously, was one of my favorite artists of all time, Stevie Nicks. She decided to put out a solo record, finally, after many years with Fleetwood Mac and many other um, collaborations with other artists. So this was the first song off of it, and it has Tom Petty on it. It's called Stop Dragging My Heart Around. And it was a big, big hit. And it would go all the way to number three and spend six weeks at number three. It couldn't get any higher. But it was a great, great song from her album, Belladonna. 
And uh, one of her signature songs, and it's on the Modern Record label, which was her uh, label at the time, has a nice picture sleeve of her on the front and um, just writing on the back. So that's Stevie Nicks and Stop Dragging My Heart Around with Tom Petty helping her out on that one. Next song I'm going to talk about um, was the last top 40 hit from an artist named Gary Wright. And he had had two big hits in the 70s called... um, Dreamweaver and Love is Alive. And he's still on the Warner Brothers label, but Warner Brothers had gone to a white label. And this is called Really Want to Know You. It comes in at 39 and would go to 16. So it was a pretty modest hit for him, pretty big. And I did hear it a lot on the radio around here. Um, No picture sleeve. And that's something you hear a lot nowadays at all and not a very valuable record. But this was his last top 40. He never really had another top 40 after this one. And um, it looks like it was produced by some of the same people that produced the Doobie Brothers. But that's Gary Wright and Really Want to Know You. And the last song I'm going to talk about uh, for this edition of Spinning Singles was the follow-up to Sweetheart. And I'm talking about Frankie and the Knockouts. They had a song called You're My Girl. And it came in at number 40. We go to number 27. So it wasn't a huge hit. But um, it's from their album, Frankie and the Knockouts, on the Millennium label which was the same as the Cantina Band. And um, not a very remarkable song. I heard it when it was out. Don't hear it anymore now. It's not something that was um, that uh, I, I would say you hear a lot at all. But um, an okay song and not a bad song. And they would only have one more hit after this. So that's Frankie and the Knockouts, probably about a 3 to $4 record. And that should do it for this edition of Spinning Singles. And we will pick it up again in August of 1981. And it'll be the second week of 1981 when I talk to you next week. See you then.